Another thing you brought up, though, that kind of relates to the five love languages um, and communication is a book I read called uh, Surrounded by Idiots. <laughs> it's fun. I just keep saying like these dumb These books. titles are fascinating. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got The Road Less Stupid <laughs> and then Surrounded by Idiots. You guys are going to have like five books to read after this podcast. Um, but what that book is about is uh, the four personality types. And so many people have done like the disc test and stuff like that. And it essentially takes that concept and helps people to realize like, yo, what kind of person um, are you communicating with? Like, how do they interpret what you're saying and what you're doing? And for me anyways, as I've grown as a leader and had a ton of employees and, you know, coming from a sales background, just like you, you know that, hey, you're whoever it is you're negotiating with or trying to lead, like you need to communicate them however it is that they communicate. I can't just force myself onto whoever it is. And that's one thing like that book talked about is like really identifying what kind of communicator they are right out the gate and then communicating with them that way. Yeah. You've got to speak, I think people's language, right? I mean, that, that is extremely important. Um, I, I know the book that thank you. Yeah. I'll be putting on my list. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I can share one other, one other communication tactic that, that we teach that I think most people miss. Uh, and it's probably one of the most important, you know, men, have you ever seen the video? It's not about the nail. No, you got to watch it. It's like three minutes. It's hysterical. Okay. It's basically this man, this woman, they're on the couch and a guy is listening to his wife and she's like, Oh God, you know, like, I feel like there's so much pressure on my head. I don't know what it is, but my head always hurts and like it's right between my eyes and like I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden she looks towards him and she's got a nail sticking right out of her head. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, you do have a nail sticking out of your head. You should just pull that thing out. And she's like, you're not listening. And he's like, no, I think I'm pretty sure if you pull that nail out, yeah. you'll be fine. And she's like, God, you do this all the time. Don't try to fix it. So anyway, yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to your wife, right, there are two avenues that you can take when she's talking. And that is you either fix it or you use tactical empathy, right? Tactical empathy allows her to feel seen and heard and connected. Now, there are times where your wife is leaning in and she's like, I need some help figuring this out. I don't go there unless, number one, she asks or I ask her, do you want me to help you find solutions or would you like me to listen? I'm good either way. What feels best to you? I don't say, what do you want? I say, what feels right? What feels best, mm -hmm. right? Because at that point in time, when they're sharing something, it's a, they're in a heightened emotional state. Now, I'll give you an example of what I used to do. I hope take notes on this one, Ethan. Uh, what I used to do, I think is very common. I come home, you know, from work or I, you know, whatever. And, and my wife be like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so stressed out. Like I got a call from, you know, this person today or that person, you know, and the kids were acting out and I didn't get anything done today. And how I used to respond, I would be, well, why are you so upset? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, if the kids are doing this, then we need to do that. And as far as like, this is concerned, that phone call, why didn't, why didn't you handle it like this? I know I'd get whooped if I said like, that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised I'm still alive. <laughs> so <laughs> like, it's not a big deal. Right. Oh, that's like the dumbest thing I could say. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that, and, and I'm going to say this twice. Empathy does not mean agreement. Empathy does not mean agreement. And the other thing I'll say too is empathy is different than sympathy because sympathy sounds like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you today. 
And what happens in that moment, while it sounds okay to the person saying it, the one receiving it, it's like, oh, you're up here and I'm down here. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And it's like this little pat on the head, right? right? Empathy is different. Empathy is, I feel how you feel. I see you. I hear you. How can I best support you? So what that would look like, that's what I used to do before. Now, what I say is I have, th- I have three different phrases that I use. My wife knows that I do it, <laughs> but it helps me and it helps keeps things simple. It also helps me be a better listener. So when my wife is saying something like that, I'll say, wow, sounds like that's, sounds like that's a pretty overwhelming day. And uh, how can I best support you right now? What feels right? You know, and the reception that I get from her is like, I just need you to listen for a minute. Or I'm just really stressed out. Can I go for a run? And can you stay here with the kids? Something like that. But what we'll do is, and I'll also follow it up with, tell me more. What else is going on? You know, it sounds like that's pretty overwhelming. What? Tell me more. You know, and what you're doing is, is you are inviting. You're inviting your wife to share more. Now, if she's, if she's sharing things and I'm just, and then back of my mind, I could be like, I don't understand why she's so stressed out. Like, I don't have to agree with her feeling that way. However, that's not my goal. My goal is to connect. My goal is to help her get clarity by her talking and me just being a sounding board, right? So if men can do that one little thing using that that element of tactical empathy, that changes the game for connection. It changes the game for how you guys are going to communicate within your marriage, right? Because we immediately, we immediately want to, we, all, we actually feel like we are doing a disservice to our wives if we don't jump right in and solve their problems. But nothing will, at times, not all the time, will make a woman feel more disconnected to you than if you try to jump in and like solve all of our problems. Yeah. yeah. No, I learned that early on for sure. You know, as an entrepreneur, I'm always like, yeah, you know, there's a problem. Like, let's just get it done with like what, you know, what did I do wrong? Like, what, what do you want? You know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. like, let's just squash this now. And I learned that, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, everybody's got a different timeline. My timeline is right this moment. Let's get it done. No point in having hard feelings or whatever. Other people's timeline is like, hey, I got to like let this, I can't talk to you today. It's going to be tomorrow when I'm ready to talk to you. Or, you know, another communication thing I've learned is like um, with my wife, she doesn't like to uh, talk about issues like face to face. She would rather like text me about it. And, uh, she's just better at communicating her feelings via that way. And, uh, she's much, you know, we're much more likely to solve it. Whereas I'm like, Hey, if I got an issue, like we're going to address it now. Like I do that with employees or sure. with whoever, right? Yeah. Like I ain't going to text you. I'm like, let's do this. Um, yeah. so okay. there's no right or wrong way. Yeah. You just have to know how they want to communicate. I think that's spot on. Right. And the theme, I think that you're really hitting on here and you probably already know it is uh, creating an environment of psychological safety where a person feels safe or safer to share whatever it is what's on their mind or heart uh, and not to feel judged, not to feel shamed or guilted, right? So like, for instance, even if we're taught, you know, if, if, if your wife, right, if she feels better texting you about something, hey, that's fine too. Now, if, if you're a type A entrepreneur like you and I are, right, we want to just barrel in, pick up the phone, FaceTime, like, hey, let's figure this out, right? But at the same time, there are different things that we can do to create an environment of psychological safety with, with kids and with our wives, even with our employees and with our customers, right? Uh, there's certain types of body language, right? Like if you talk to somebody, like so for instance, right now, you and I being side by side like this and not face to face is actually 
increasing our level of psychological safety where we're probably more prone to talk about things that we otherwise wouldn't because we're side by side. If you're face to face with someone, uh, it increases more of a defensiveness, right? It keeps them on it, it. Your chances of them being defensive or even you are higher because you're toe to toe nose to nose, right? So walking together is something that's really powerful because you're walking in the same direction. Mm. Walking outside is a big one. I, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, if me or if one of my boys, if we're going to have a difficult conversation, even though it sounds relaxing and a better environment for me to take them to a coffee shop and sit face to face with them, it doesn't land too well for them. But if I say, hey, let's go up to Sonic and get a soda where we're driving side by side, we have that difficult conversation on the way there. We get our soda, we catch up, talk about other things, you know, have a good time. Then on the way back, we address solutions of what what needs to happen, right? So having the difficult conversations when you're side by side is actually will land better on the other side, especially if it's one of those critical conversations. Yeah, no, I love that. I think, honestly, that's the biggest takeaway that, um, not the biggest, there's a bunch of takeaways, but I think that's like the easiest, most applicable thing somebody could take away from this is like, you got some hard to say, sit by, side by side. And, you know, when I picture that scene in like a movie of like having a difficult conversation, you know, they're like sitting on top of the stairs or something like just side by side, kind of going over it. Um, and it for sure works. I've actually, um, learned that from door to door sales guys, you know, when they knock on the door, they knock sideways like this. Really? Yep. Yeah. You know, cause if they, if they square up with the person, it's, it's intimidating. If you're knocking sideways, it's, it's very less intimidating. So they're trained to, to knock like that. And they're trained to talk like that as if like they're, you know, looking at them there, but they're also looking, you know, outside the door. And, um, so they use the same yeah. tactics. Yeah. If, if you're a fan of Goodwill hunting, have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah. So when Robin Williams finally has his very first breakthrough with Matt Damon, they're on a park bench, right? Side by side. Now, exactly. how many therapists did that guy go through, right? Before he finally got to Robin Williams and he was just going to like send him off just like every other one, but they were sitting side by side. It finally opened him up. That was the first step into him healing was that side by side conversation. Yeah, I believe it. 